Hello and welcome to Lost Art. I'm Gar and I'm here with Helmet. How are you doing, Paul? Slash Paul. But I'm still, I'm still not doing it. Yeah, you, you got I'm caught just, a few times though. I did get caught a few times. If we're around people. So Paul, you're next to me. Like, Paul. Yeah. It's like I, didn't, I know too many Pauls. I only know one Helmet. Yeah, that's you true. You know what I mean? So I'm going call, to start calling myself Laserface. I'm unique. Sharp Toes not that will unique. be my new name. Do you ever get the older you get, the more you realise you're not really Oh yeah, when I was 20, all. I thought there was no one else in the world Exactly. Like me. Yeah. I thought I was like, this, I, oh God, I'm so me. Now maybe that was true when we just morphed into absolute generic fuckers. Well, that not happens naturally, but you more start to see cooler people and you go, ugh. I don't think I've ever seen it. He's like me, but me. he's less uh, I've never seen angst-ridden it. No. and he's less angst. Never seen it. I don't have any of that anxiety. You're quite, you are quite unique, in a way. I don't have I any do know any. a couple of people like you. I just need to Mike, Mike is a little bit like you, but just, just, just subtle differences. Sounder. <laughs> the neither of you are sounder. Just a nicer, just a nicer, <laughs> nicer human in general. Uh, this week, we are doing a little follow-up to one of our most uh, Talk, lauded talked about. and talked about also controversial podcasts um so we done um controversial dislikes yeah we before. had a lot of people talking how did you not like queen i'm like i tried to explain it yeah yeah listen you should if you haven't heard that one go back um we shit on a lot of bands from a height yeah uh, not gonna this time we, we are doing controversial likes so the way we phrased the last one is when you when you say you did, didn't like that song, people go, "What do you mean? How do you?" This is the same where you say, "I like that song." Now, it's not guilty pleasures because me and you don't. We'll never call them guilty no, pleasures. No. I don't feel remotely guilty for liking this. So the the best way we can say it is a controversial like. So if you say you like it, and someone goes, "You like that?" Yeah. Either band or song. For me, it's not the band; it's the song. Yeah. Really, I don't think you're like any of these bands. I'm, bar I'm, one or two. I'm Midland. I um. I think most of mine are. Most of mine, I think, are examples, prime examples of that band. Um, yeah. But there's definitely a couple of songs there that I do just like, and I wouldn't be mad into the rest of their back catalog. Yeah, I've just mostly that's the way it is for me. Mm. Right, yeah. anyway, what's your first one? Hit me. My first one is a song by a band who I now hate. Okay. I hate Coldplay. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> hate them. I hate everything they stand for now. They just... Yeah, they're yeah. a painful band to listen to now and they're doing they're doing dance songs oh, songs with Rihanna they're doing it. anyway you and I both know when I was working in the music shop Parachutes came out yeah. 2000 late 99 2000 it was huge it had the song Yellow which even now I can take or leave it's fine but that album has a few ridiculous Jesus really good songs yeah. on it the yeah. song I've picked is High Speed mm. so it's going to be... Jesus, it's like Misunderstood Artist. It's going to be a hard sell with some of these. Yeah. I'm not here to sell the band. We were there to sell the band for that one. Yeah. Or the artist. I don't give a shit if you don't listen to this band. And I don't blame you either. Yeah. I wouldn't ever... You see, all I'm saying is check out this song. And this go, song, yeah. Okay. I, I have a thing about Coldplay where I I was forced once in Germany <laughs> oh, Jesus. to watch like a three-hour DVD of a live Coldplay performance. That's cruel as fuck. Yeah. And, and it would have been uh, in the height of the kind of day glow makeup and glitter kind of phase you oh know? god and uh, like when, when they were kind of evolving into this disco-y when they were Imagine Dragons before Imagine Dragons yeah, were Imagine very Dragons much yeah. so, and they very were still so. like Chris Martin was still looking to crawl up Bono's arse yeah very much and I was made watch this fucking three hour show Oof. and uh, it, it fucking hurt me lad it hurt me but I do I do have a soft spot soft spot for that that album Parachutes um, yeah 
it's when it came out. I, I loved the song Yellow when it came I out. I did. I liked it as well. It was very of the, of its time. There was a bunch of other bands doing similar stuff around that time. But at the, at the time that I, I really liked that song because it was just simple. It was stupid. The video was kind of cool. But it was only when I think I I think I bought the album. Video's cooler than you think initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I didn't realize that it's 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 recorded super slow, so it turns from night to day or mm. day to night in slow motion. You don't realize it. But yeah, it's I didn't realise that at the time. Yeah, I just thought, just, lads on the beach. Exactly, just lads walking around the beach, yeah. There's more going on. Yeah, when that album came out, I did. I, I bought it because I liked that song. I bought it off the basis of that song. And it was definitely better songs, more interesting songs. Um, we've talked about this before, but bands kind of tend to have a, a pinnacle album and it's it's hard to get back up there. But my biggest issue with Coldplay is that I watched this DVD where they, they played in a stadium and there must have been fucking, I don't know, 60,000 people there. Yeah. I've never actually met a Coldplay, Coldplay fan. Someone that, that like that's their favorite band. Yeah, never, never, never ever. once in my life. I, I don't understand. I know people that will go to see from. them. I could pick a few people who I think, but never once have I met someone who goes, "They're my favorite band." Yeah, never, and I love their I back catalog, and I love, and I go, I travel to Belgium yeah. to see them. Never, never that's, met someone like that. I honestly, um, now may, it could be just the kind of circles that we we were in. Well, I think it's Coldplay fans aren't music fans, therefore they don't really mm. talk to us. Or <laughs> either know. either that, or the whole thing is is just a media invention. I mean, that could be wow. the conspiracy theory end of things. Maybe like, they're an algorithm. No, I, I believe they're real, and I believe those gigs happen, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the moon landing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, 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 they definitely played a gig to 60,000 people, or, or, or maybe there was, like, 20,000, and they digitally duplicated them. They fucking gladiator. They, I, I don't know, but... You could, like, you could say Bohemian Rhapsody. They, they, yeah, but <laughs> that's an easier way to say Were they, like, were, were, were 80% of those tickets given away to fucking people no, in that I'm town? No, at that stage of the stupid... Uh, Stupid clothes and glitter. Mm. Absolutely not. They were they were top dollar and probably I sold out. I do not understand it. I, I don't get it either because I know the people I do talk to that say, oh, I'm a big Coldplay fan. First of all, you're a lawyer. You're not a music fan. You're not a big Coldplay No such thing as a big Coldplay fan. Like, I like their first two albums. They go, I don't know the first one. They know the second one. Now, the second one I can take or leave. Yeah. But the first Coldplay album, and that song is specifically high speed. Mm. It's a genuinely brilliant song. Yeah, I think, I I know think they it. came out and said that they don't play or like this music anymore, mm. which fits in perfectly to the ethos of them being saps. Yeah. Bother the shit out of me in a way that um, I, I didn't really understand the, the line-up or the way they made music or yeah. the way they performed. I've it. never I, been interested I, to I, find I, out yeah, either, yeah. I don't get it. But when I watched that DVD, it bothered me to the degree that we talked about on the controversial dislikes with Radiohead where they've got guys with guitars and basses and pianos and drum kits but you playing but you, that, but you can't hear that. those instruments there's none of those instruments that is mental and, like the guitars are jumping around strumming and soloing and having they crack. all got MIDI pickups and they're all just playing MIDI sounds off them know. you're right That's sometimes I listen to a band and I'm like what what hmm. I'm trying to really trying to pick the guitar out and it it's not, there. It's, no, it's not there. It's not there. I don't get it's it. It's mixed down. Yeah, I'm with you. That, that's, that's, I, yeah, I'm not I knew gonna, we'd... I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, I don't know whether I would have picked that, but... It was between this and, it was between this and Spies mm. for me. Spies is a really good song, but it, because it repeats itself, it has an incredible middle eight. But something about high speed from start to finish. Uh, I would... Jesus, listen to it and see what you think. You might disagree. Mm. It'll be very hard to get over the fact that the people singing it are Coldplay. Yeah, yeah. Who's your next one? My, uh, Who's your first one? My one is Bush. Yeah, they can be... I know a lot of people that despise them. And they're right. They're dead right. Actually, uh, England hated them. Hated them. Yeah. Or England and Ireland. Yeah. They just... No, no luck over here at all. 
no. thing. The song I picked is uh, Everything's End, which is the first single, the first album, super song. Great song. That's the one that kind of broke them in America. Yeah. Now, I've done some research. I read more about Bush. Did you find out why they were hated? Because uh, they, were, they were lumped in with the grunge scene, and grunge wasn't... It wasn't that big in England at the time. Um, they got kind of bigger as time went on. But the, was it because he was a bit posh? Well, it was, it, and his name is posh. Well, here's the thing. They were part of the grunge scene. Yeah. And they were English. Yeah. So they're not going to be popular in England. Everybody considered grunge to be American. Yeah. So they just sounded like a second wave ripoff. It's like, except that time that they tried to claim placebo before they realized that none of the members were English, as far as I know. Uh, hang on. Danish, American, and... They were formed in England. They were formed they? in England, you see. Yeah. yeah. It's they, very, they get them. London. I was in London when I made this. Yeah, they get them, unfortunately. But that uh, the, the history of Bush is real fucking weird. Like that, um, they formed in nineteen ninety two. Sixteen Stone, the first album, came out in nineteen ninety four. That's the one that had Four ninety four, and it was a six time multi platinum fucking record. But six were sold in England. Like <laughs> six times multi-platinum. Holy shit! Like th- that is monstrous. Yeah, monstrous. Right? They broke up um, in two thousand and two when they got back together in two thousand and ten, but it was kind of a new, uh, a new uh, band behind Gavin Rossdale. Right. He tried to get the original lads back, and they weren't really into it. One of them opened the guitar shop in Kent or something like that. We're like, I'm sick of people calling us shit. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Even I love though, the like, money though. You no, know, they never. They never hit their stride again like their first as far as I'm concerned the first three albums are very good the first two are, are excellent uh, Steve Albini done the second album I yeah, did not know that I think I, I think I at the time I knew that that's one of those we things that not it's sounding that. familiar now that you're saying yeah. Yeah. Um, the third one The Science of Things was the last one I think with the, the proper line but I think, I oh, think there's I a think. few there's a few absolute bangers on that um, they were signed to a record label called Hollywood Records which is owned by Disney weird for 16 stone and the guy who signed them, he was like Donald Duck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Darkwing Duck signed them. And he signed them. And before the album could come out, he died. And Hollywood Records dropped them from the live roster. That right? happened to Alan Partridge. Yeah, right? <laughs> they dropped them. Did they try to sign, sign, sign the name with the dead man's hand? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they, 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 Hollywood Records dropped them. <coughs> now... Just uh, the lads went up and they got fucking jobs. They got they start working as builders, uh, assistants, and all. They start working proper like shit, like, fucking sweep the streets, build a ball, fucking jobs because they were like it's over now, lads, you know. But while they were out sweeping the streets, Interscope bought the album of Hollywood Records for next to nothing. Yeah, because there was a little bit of a buzz about them, and th- they run a few compilations. Didn't that get bigger, bigger compilations? Maybe what happened? Yeah, I think they were putting a couple like cover discs and stuff mm. like that. But I think what happened was. Someone in Interscope knew that grunge might have been on the way out soon and they needed a little fresh injection. And I thought, I think there's a lot of uh, U, uh, USA record labels love signing like UK bands because they're, they're trying to get the next Beatles, you know, they, or the next well, they, Stones. They, they, it's more like if something's big, they're tapping that vein, milking it raw. Yeah, exactly. They'll find well, everything. They can, they can find a band from fucking Iceland and make them huge in America. Yeah. Right? Now, if that band are from Iceland, chances are that Iceland's going to get behind them as well. So they're going to whole have country. Big, yeah, they're going to have big market in the USA anyway, because that's where they're going to be selling. Little did they know. Little did they know <laughs> that no one over here gave a fuck about Bush. Not just didn't they fucking hated Bush. hated them. Yeah, because yeah, he was a posh kind of twat and fucking. They, rest you of would think with a name like Gavin Rosdale, wouldn't Gavin be, Rosdale, yeah. Like, yeah. But 
I really, just go, I just, I don't get I don't the hate for him. The hate. I, I do yeah, not exactly. get it. This is what I'm saying. I, everybody I've ever talked to, he's got a great voice. He hasn't got an annoying voice. Maybe no, that's usually the thing. Like, he never came out and was a dick. He just yeah. sat making meals. Exactly, like, I don't yeah. get it. Lyrically, it was all garbage. He kind of took that David Bowie route of just looking at words in a newspaper and oh, the, the lyrics, the no, Scott there, like yeah. absolute nonsense. But yeah, Interscope uh, took one song, uh, everything's in, and sent it out to a lot of college. Um, radio station. I was going to say it has to be college yeah. radio for Bush. And from there, fucking Cablamo. Now, what's interesting for the toured album? Yeah, it's called the Science of Things. Science of Things. It yeah. would have been the last one that was good that had Greedy flying. I think which is a super song. Um, and letting the cable sleep. Yeah, but more he importantly, moved to Ireland. That's right, Cork. He, was yeah. it Cork? And he they always got a Cork. Don't he they? wrote that entire album. In Cork, in mm. some like bed set or something. Yeah, no, I think he had a little cottage. Yeah, he had a little cottage. He went and fucking he wrote the whole thing in order and yeah. they brought it back to the lads. Um, I tell Can you, you imagine Gwen Stefani knocking over, going, "Where, where are you staying? Were they together at that stage?" No, that was I think second wave of fucking Bush. When oh yeah, yeah. You know Holly, Hollywood Bush. Yeah, Hollywood Bush exactly. I tell you what, there's a couple of interesting things. So, the second bassist. After they got the band back together again, yeah. the second basis, he went on and he joined Helmet. Right? Nice. So he played in Helmet for a while. Who just announced the gig in exactly. Dublin. Um, but the original drummer, this is mad fucked up, right? The original drummer, he joined Spirit of Destiny. Right? right. He, off he went with Spirit yeah. of Destiny for a while. And what I found out today, and this is batshit mad, the basis, the original basis from Bush, can you, can you take a wild guess what his first two bands were? Jonas Brothers. Nope. <laughs> to go way back. First band he was with are a very kind of famous punk band called the Partisans. This is the this is the, the very first basis from Bush. The first guy you played and the first Right, I've heard of Partisans. Right? Partisans have been around forever. His second band, Transvision Vamp. Bollocks. Yeah. Transvision Baby, Vamp. I don't care. Transvision Vamp. Transvision Vamp. For like four albums in the 80s. Before Bush. Fucking hell. Yeah, I did not know what that. What age was this lad? I thought he was old enough by the sound of it. He has a fucking guitar shop now in Kent. So that's Bassists always look a bit older, don't yeah. they? Am I, am I wrong in saying that? Possibly. Bassists always it's look a, a bit older. Rough life for a bassist. Yeah. Rough life for a bassist. Big, that yoke hanging off you. Trying to pretend <laughs> you're actually doing something. Like Always keeled over. Looking yeah, at punched backs. over. Yeah, yeah you're and right. Shite. Big crying fucking heads on them. Like fucking. <laughs> Except John Taylor from uh, Duran Duran, of course, who just is the most perfect human yeah. in the world. Um, but yeah, he That's was in Transvision Vamp, yeah. Isn't that mental? That he is. went from Partisans to Transvision Vamp. Yeah. In like 84, 85, 86, 87 or something like that. And then knocked on the head and started getting into kind of grunge and alternative stuff. They actually formed because they wanted to uh, create an English band that sounded like the Pixies. The Pixies were their favourite band and they wanted to do Pixie stuff. That makes a bit of sense. Mm. If you think about it, there is a Pixies-ish feel. To a degree, yeah, there's yeah. a kind of an ethereal vibe that runs through him. Where you're but not you're not singing to the song. You're, he has a kind of droney. Yeah, kind he of, does his own. Especially in everything's in. Yeah. It's kind of he's, it sounds like he's been interviewed over a yeah. song. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He's been Fly interviewed my from jail, brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just I, <gasps> is that it? Because he put an American accent on. It could be. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he had that. Don't believe that Elvis is dead. Yeah, yeah. Find my asshole brother. What are you saying? Your All right, mate. Brother. What the fuck yeah. are you saying that for? <laughs> exactly. You fucking from cunt. London, like. Yeah. Oh god, but yeah, I, I just think um, I believe that people piss on Bush for the wrong reasons, and I think that uh, there's definitely some killer stuff in that catalogue. Now, as time goes on, they turn into one of the worst bands imaginable. Oh. Once they get back together again, I think they did an album called like Sea of Memories or something like that. And Not interested. 
literally, I cannot describe how bad that I was. I would have heard it. Whatever, something turned me off Bush and I'm going to presume it was that. Yeah, I think that was the first album when they got back together again and I never in my life, it, I, I, I would struggle, struggle very, very hard to find music that exists in the world that is worse. Wow. It's just garbage. I can't even describe it. I bought the fucking thing. I bought it for the tenor. I bought the LP for the tenor. It popped up in one of those uh, head record shops that were around for a while. Oh, and I was telling they were great. But like 10 quid, I'm like, fuck, I'll grab it, you know? Yeah, anything for that. Exactly. Like, bang, threw it on when I got home. Jesus Christ. Like, now I'm glad I bought it, but it's dead. Anyway, what's your next one? Yeah, um... <sighs> It's no secret that I hate reggae. I'm with you. Which it's 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 disgusting. The style of music of reggae and the people who like it and where it comes from and all, I really don't want to hate it. There's something very natural and cool and grassroots about the whole thing. Great. Roots. Grassroots mm-hmm. reggae. And within that, my most hated band is UB forty. Yeah. Because they're not. They're pop shy. Yeah, not even reggae. Yeah. So yeah, there was a horrible period there in the fucking late seventies to mid eighties where there was just this bastardization of fucking reggae brought into pop yeah and it's like an it, instant way to make people dance it's just it, it. that's my mouth that's do you know what that's probably why I hate reggae so much so why is there a UB40 so why is there a UB40 on my list mm. um, well it's because it's the controversial likes right in my kitchen someone had to tell me that's I said you know what I years ago I think I, I was only in my teens and I hated them more then I hated them more then that's when my, that's when I would grip my teeth thinking about yeah. UB40 and um, this might have been in some movie and, and I was like do you know what if I had to listen to a reggae song that, that rat in me kitchen song would be it. and someone goes that's UB40 and I went shut, fuck off shut the front door shut the f- you're, you're talking <laughs> you're just saying that to annoy me shut now shut the fucking front door <laughs> shut the fucking front door <laughs> <laughs> Up. oh man yeah um, I can't this is not a bad song and mm. by not bad I mean I actually oh god I'm clenching up thinking about it. Yeah. I like this song. There's something about it. It's reggae, it's UB40. Everything, I should hate it. Yeah. It's got a lot of ticks in the boxes, like. But the lyrics are not bad. The way it plods along. I see, I'm not going to lie now. I didn't do any research in UB40 for this podcast. Yeah, and I have absolutely no interest mm. in, in talking about them much beyond this song. But there's something about when I put this song on. It's definitely reggae. It's, yeah. <laughs> you can tell that from the start. Yeah. It's almost badly produced yeah and that helps it because I know a lot of reggae people love that oh badly Re- produced recording is good. a man basically them, the and, them and black metal together yeah the worse it's recorded the Carter, more yeah. Yeah, the, yeah the more uh, street credits mm. go Rat in My Kitchen is a stupid song yeah stupid stupid it's just yeah but it is about but it's not terrible it's not, it's not yeah. terrible yeah. and not great, when not it terrible. Comes, when it comes on, it makes me feel good, which is the direct opposite of every other yeah. UB40 song in existence. And reggae song. And reggae, to be honest with you. I have, did I tell you my idea? Go on. I have an idea for a, for an episode. Oh, it's a, go on, I think you might have. And I think what we have to do is we're going to pick a genre of music that both of us hate. Well, we can pick one straight off the bat there. And straight instantly, we're going to pick reggae, yeah? Yeah. And we have to go and find six reggae songs that we like each. Oh, God. And that means mining. I mean mining. Covers? Because I'd, 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 no, no, I'd put the radio in there. Yeah. No, easy, easy Star All-Stars. Originals. Proper original. We have to find six reggae songs each that we like. Can you imagine how beaten we'll do it? I'll like, be we'll, crying. We'll, we'll come in beaten. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to start lying. 
<laughs> I, I love that. No, you can't lie. I just got. Oh yeah, I, like, I love the fucking drums and the fucking yeah, 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 yeah. bit. I love that bit. I love the way on every tour beat is an upstroke. Ding, ding. Yep. Yeah. I love the way he's singing ding. about hating gay people. They've an awful they record for not the reggae, don't yeah. they? The reggae hate, heads. They hate the gayers. Jesus Christ, they hate them. They, yeah. they really do. Yeah, they'll probably tell you now they don't, but that's part of the religion, I think. Not just the religion. There was album upon album yeah. upon album back in what 60s 70s the Trontizillions ragging yeah. on gay people yeah. it's just part of that kind of Rasta movement yeah and as much as I fucking hate that even if you took that away it's still, it's still so, yeah it's still just terrible so that's just more horror yeah, it's like being trapped in the same four seconds of music for yeah. five minutes basically but when you I only found out about that in like a few years because I have yeah. no interest in like someone tells me it's one of the most homophobic Types of music apart from gangster rap, which I don't even really believe they meant on any of that in gangster rap. They never even met a gay person. They even met. Oh. They, they, not, yeah. So this is deep seated genuine hatred based on. Well, to be fair, we're just making this up because we hate reggae and we like gangster rap as well. Yes. If we yeah. got someone in who was the opposite. Like, lads, that sounds like you're really treating uh, your turn yeah. one person and They'll just, just start, letting the other off. Start, yeah. pulling, start pulling easy E songs out of yeah. the bag. Start or D- Jesus, please four. don't listen to DMX. Yeah. <laughs> He's Well, he's on. super religious as well. Yeah, well, there you go. Maybe that starts religion. Mm-hmm. But um, when, when I heard this, I, I was like, I, I didn't even, it didn't make me hate reggae even more because I, did, I don't think it could. Get worse, I couldn't have got. You can only get to the bottom of a hole. It's almost like when you're reading someone's rap sheet and someone comes and goes, Oh, by the way. Oh, yeah, he was done for uh, aggravated assault there two years ago. You know, like, well, I expected that. <laughs> yeah, there's no more room in the sheet. There's mate. no more room in the sheet. That's how we feel about reggae. Yeah. It's rap sheet is full, full like, of songs, of reggae yeah, songs. Yeah. I've anyway, a paper on it, it's over. Like. That was us again destroying reggae, but also uh, saying that this is a good, yeah, for me, this yeah. is a great song. I, I would actually go as far as to say it's a great Oh, I, God, I feel like getting sick. Yeah. I believe that there's definitely great songs. Well, we're going to have to find one with your stupid fucking podcast. I do believe that there's definitely great songs in that genre. That's going to be a horrible week for me. Thanks a lot. A week? A week? No, a week to find them. More than a week, lad. More than a week. This is going to be like... Well, if that's the case, I want to stop talking about reggae now. (laughs) Who's your next... Who's your next controversial like that when someone says to you, or you say like that, someone goes, either doesn't expect it or is like, what? Okay, right, let's set the scene here, right? You have to set the scene I, with this. I am, I am six foot two and I'm about fucking 15 and a half stone and I've got tattoos on my hands and all over my body and I listen to bands like Sick of It All. We get it, girl, right? you're cool. No, right? So you look at me and you go, all right, I know what this fella's into, right? You can pick it, right? You really don't. Right? You don't. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I have a soft spot in my heart for Nicki Minaj. Soft spot, yeah. Soft spot in your heart. <laughs> I actually don't give a shit about what she looks like. She's mad looking. But musically, this song in particular, Pick Majesty, I think it's fucking whopper. I think it's a killer track. There's something about it. It doesn't have the have that kind of mm, super repetitive goes nowhere thing that like I know you hate Anaconda because it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just it doesn't have a sprawling. Yeah. It doesn't have a chorus really. It's missing loads of stuff that music should have. But um, this song, Majesty, with Eminem. And Labyrinth is is very very good. I don't mind this. I, here's my thing with Nicki Minaj, right? I find Nicki Minaj's best work is on other people's songs. Yeah, well, that's kind of that was her start. Um, yeah, that she, was her start. The first time I really heard her would have been well the, the Super Bass song, and I don't like that because mm. I remember I remember watching Ellen one time. I used to <laughs> sometimes I need to vent hate on my mm. body. I used to watch Ellen and just. I didn't mind Ellen interview. She's a fantastic uh, host, but remember all the dancing at the start mm. of it. 
I sometimes used to watch that just to annoy myself. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes did. I remember one time Zach Galifianakis was on it, not dancing. Do you remember that? Do you remember there was a video of him not dancing until the security came over and went, we're going to pan the camera across again. You have to dance during this bit. Yeah. I kind of remember that. To cut a long story short, they had a girl, a little, maybe six-year-old girl, and, and Ellen was like, whoa, what are you going to sing on the show? She goes, I'm going to sing super bass. One of the lines is, he's something, he's dope, he might sell coke. Yeah. The six-year-old just said, he might sell coke. That's not bottles of coke. <laughs> that kid just talked about... yeah. Dealing drugs. A, 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 hot, a, hot, a hot guy. Fuck it, he might deal drugs. Whatever. Yeah. That's a bonus, maybe. Free coke. I remember thinking, going, man, I think I hate Nicki Minaj now because of that weird moment where some kid was all like, mm, maybe. He's dope, he's dope, he might sell coke. Yeah. But then, the album we love, uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy, mm. she murders mm. Kanye yeah. and murders Jay Z on Monster. She's one of the best bars of anyone. Yeah, she's ridiculous. She was discovered by uh, Lil Wayne. And uh, her name is actually Onika Tanya Mirage. She was born in Trinidad and Tobago. But what's interesting is that she had a rap group called the Hood Stars, right? Before she was Nicki Minaj. With a Z? No, it was with an S. Fuck off. Uh, yeah, for real. The Hood Stars. I mean, who, that's when you're saying the checks you go, obviously that's with a Z. No, it's with an S. Whoa! <laughs> really? <laughs> um, they wrote, this is fucked up, they wrote the entrance song for a. Uh, WWE Diva Victoria her entrance music that's crazy was the Hood Stars with Nicki Minaj yeah. is it the first time you've heard her recorded uh, no she was on some weird mixtapes oh, before that oh yeah but and everyone was on a mixtape yeah, you know, back yeah. In the- but I think that would have been her first they signed the proper deal and all this kind of shit and um, that is very interesting record deal. but yeah she done the, the music for Victoria in WWE which is real interesting um, and uh, <laughs> I was looking at the album that this song is off it's called Queen that's and, the new one uh, isn't it just the new one, yeah. yeah. And I went looking, I just wiki it today just to have a look. And uh, there are uh, 40 producers credited on that album. 40. That's standard, man. That's fucking insane. That's standard. There's like two or three per track now. Yeah. Standard. That absolutely standard. That's shit mad to me. Like, and I'm not Ro- saying. And Reuters. Fucking, absolutely yeah, standard. I'm, like, I'm not saying Nicki Minaj just walks into the studio with a fucking Casio under her arm, comes out with an album. But the, like, the bit I don't get about this 40. is if, if a rock band was to do this, the album would sound like. Someone threw paint at a wall. Yeah, yeah. What, like, what, what is this? It's messy. I don't know. I, think, I, I would assume that there's like a lead track written that sets the kind of tone and the style they're going for and the feel. Yeah. And then... But even someone that has to master that. Yeah, well, I said... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know how many studios it was... It's crazy, isn't it? In. And it it's this, maybe it's all on tour, but like, yeah, a lot of these people have, will have an absolute list of producers and writers yeah. I don't know if she does that now but. yeah well like I said there was 40 credited producers and writers on that album alone like every song like you said had a handful and there's like 18 songs and you're, you're saying she's filmed by Lil Wayne which Lil makes Wayne. sense she's on a song with Drake yeah. called Only and yeah. her line is I never fucked Wayne I never fucked Drake yeah. on my left man fuck's sake yeah. I've never heard someone say fuck's sake before yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Lil Wayne discovered her and signed her onto his uh, label he's like the executive producer on all of our records and stuff like that as well he nearly made my controversial likes list did he? Yeah. he has some some killers some killers but yeah Nicki Minaj for some reason uh, strikes a note with me yeah. what's your next one? my next one is Boiler by Limp Bizkit it's a killer it's a great song it is a killer it's and this, this is probably, possibly the only per- person on the list who I do like as an artist, yeah. despite them being awful. Yeah. But they're, it's the cartoon, cartoon it music. It is cartoon music, 100%. Absolute cartoon, but 100%. I love it. I absolutely love their riffs. Yeah. Wes Borland, I mean, you can't go wrong with them yeah. riffs. The music is great. Lyrics are always trash. 
Yeah. But, but they're... That's the angle, isn't it? It's almost well put together, Trash. And he's not as bad of a vocalist as he gets... Uh, no, he's not terrible at all. He's, he he's, does some weird notes. And yeah. Stuff. Scratchy he, little voice on him. It's, um, it's very much of its time. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know what I mean? It's a, it's like a little snapshot, a little Polaroid of that, 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 that fucking era. Woodstock 99. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, I always had a soft spot for Limp Bizkit. I don't find myself listening to them. Ever, really. I kind of do, which yeah. is weird. I don't. I, just, I, I, I always treat them like a nostalgia band. Um, well, they definitely are that. Yeah, but I know they're also better than that. You know what I mean? Do you know what it is? New Metal had singles. I think Limp Bizkit had albums. Yeah. Genuinely do. Now... It's really hard to to fight their corner. Oh, I'm not even trying to fight their corner. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have been misunderstood. But nobody misunderstood Limbiscuit. They're they are what they exactly what you see. You'll know whether you like them or not. There's no no point in me ever trying to say, oh no, but you not hear this. It's pointless. No, the reason I, it's on. I account, also I also think if you weren't kicking around when they were big, oh, you'll never. They're not going to catch you. Never you know? going to go back and yeah. look at that. And go. Well, yeah. it, it, you know what would be incredible. For, for people would be an instrumental Limp Bizkit albums would sound incredible you'd, you'd hear a lot more going on mm. without that yeah, 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 <laughs> over it because there's a lot of really what you gonna do it now yeah but when I'm not I'm, listen none of this is about us selling the artist yeah. really it's just we didn't want to call this Guilty Pleasures like I said it's not so Limp Bizkit there's not I, much much point of talking I much have more time, about I, I do have time for Limp Bizkit like I said I just uh, I do appreciate them but they, they fit into a weird little bracket of a uh, if I heard two songs a year, I'm perfectly all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm fine with it. I told you the Limp Bizkit story about when Wes Borland left. Did I ever tell you that story? No, I remember he went on to do a, he, a solo song I should have put on the solo once. He went, yeah, he went off to do his own thing. But Black Light Burns when probably. he left, they had no music, apparently. They were, they were fucked. So what they'd done, they organised this tour of America with uh, the, the shop guitar centre, just a music shop in America. Oh, I remember this. I remember this. And what they'd done was they were doing this kind of nationwide tour looking for a new guitarist yeah so the whole deal was you booked in like a 10 minute 15 minute slot in a guitar center and Limp Bizkit will be there so they're doing this fucking tour whatever the fuck's going on yeah and part of the thing was they were going to video it they were going to video you playing you had to bring in two to three original pieces that yeah. were in the vein of Limp Bizkit. You couldn't cover Limp Bizkit songs, you yeah. couldn't cover other people's they songs. They couldn't even sound too much probably like Limp Bizkit. It had to be their own be, style exactly. in, in, in somewhat, yeah. Yeah, so it had to be like stuff that like people who like Limp Bizkit, the type of music they play, and here's some pieces. And they recorded them, and they had to hand over a notation if they could. And when they signed the form to like hopefully at some stage be entered into a fucking draw Ooh, to become this the guitarist already. the guitarist for Limp Bizkit they signed the rights to all of those riffs over of course Limp they did course so they Limp Bizkit had all of America write an album for them <laughs> was yeah. that the truth that's the truth not the album the truth I don't know what the name of the album we know it's the truth I don't know whether it was that Cobra fucking album or the truth I'm not entirely sure I think it's the truth it, whichever it was like I imagine accepting the truth mm, no idea but all of America wrote, if it was that album, wrote that album for them. Oh. And did they use them? I don't know. I assume No, because so. Wes Borland came back, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> so, but maybe they had a load of footage to go through. Maybe yeah. someone you know, cherry-picked a load of stuff. Yeah. But they, they're sitting on quite possibly one of the largest kind of caches of independent musical works in America at the moment from that tour. Which would now be very dated. Oh, yeah. It'd be, be shite, like. But they should go through that and go. That's guaranteed. I'd love a look at it. 
Yeah, I think it'd be deadly. I'd listen to that just as a cool project. Sooner than I did listen to Radiohead's eighteen hours of yeah. sessions from. Well, Hobby yeah, Europe. you have to go to Reddit apparently to find the uh, yeah. The I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that either. No. Um, right. Uh, who's your next one? My next one is. What is my next one? My next one is Anthrax, and it's a particular style of Anthrax. It's the John Bush era. Which a lot of people just, just hate, hate and just having none of it. And I am the complete opposite. I cannot listen to Belladonna sing for Anthrax. It does my fucking nothing. Mm. I hate screamy hair metal stuff. I can't yeah. do it. Can't do it. This actually came out around the same time as New Metal, or near yeah. enough to a, uh, the 2000s, early 2000s. Uh, this would have been, what year would that have been? He joined in 1992. What? Yeah, 1992. I didn't realise they were doing that. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, so, yeah, the Anthrax formed in 1981, and Belladonna got turfed out, I think, in 19... Yeah, 1992, I think. And he was an armor saint, armored saint before that. Now, I don't think... I have to I have to go back and do the fucking maths on it, but the album I wanted to use was uh, The Sound of White Noise. That's the first John Bush album, and it's it's immaculate. Imagine they've got Stan Bush <laughs> from Transformers. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not. Um, I wanted to use The Sound of White Noise because I think that album is perfect. I think that's the most perfect Anthrax album from start to finish. Oh, um, I can hear people just fucking... Yeah, they're phoning in. Yeah. The phones are lighting up. Even, even though this isn't live, the phones are lighting up. People are just typing the persistence of him as we speak. But um, I think The Sound of White Noise is the, is the best Anthrax album. However, it is not on Spotify for some reason. So oh, I so used, we can't pick it. I hate when that happens. Yeah, I used um, the album Stomp 442... And he used a song called uh, Random Acts of Senses of Violence, which is whatever, it's fine. It's, it was an example. Um, yeah. But if you can, go, maybe have a bang on YouTube or something, look up the sound of White Noise. Um, legally. Um, legally, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a song called Potter's Field. It's very, very good. And, uh, what high, was Safe Home on? You will always be my safe home. No, that's, that could be on Stomp as well. He'd done like five or six albums with them. Yeah. And then it, it got real fucky. It got real weird. He, he kind of got ousted in 2005 I think and in 2005 they posted something up on their like MySpace or whatever the fuck it was on their Bebo um, that they were going to do a classics tour with Belladonna and Belladonna then said that no I haven't signed on to do any tour like, I'm going to do a gig with them yeah and then he done the gig with them and it turned into a tour <laughs> and poor old John Bush just sat at home scratching his bollocks happened with Iron Maiden happened with yeah. so many people so apparently John Bush found out online that he wasn't part of oh. anymore and Arse. then Belladonna fucked off again. And Bush came back. And then Bush said, fuck you, it was actually, this is a lot of bullshit. And they got this other dude in called fucking uh, Dan Nelson. Maybe that would have the safe home era, was it? Then? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think he done, I don't even know whether he done an album. But Anthrax sounds like a horrible band to be in. It's just no crack. <laughs> no crack. Everyone's leaving all the time. Nobody really likes Scotty that I know. No. Like, he comes could across. Could sound? I think uh, he could be. He out. comes across as sound, but apparently, like, behind doors, he's a fucking prick. I think it was yeah. Charlie Belafonte. One of the lads got went went so mad, like, absolutely batshit mad in Anthrax. Because yeah. of the, the, just being in that band and touring and recording, it was so hard, because they were doing their absolute damnedest to try and keep up with, like, Metallica and Megadeth and Slayer. They were failing. They were nowhere near as big as those bands. But they were so, they were touring so hard all the time. I think it was Charlie Belafonte. He went mad and he moved to Switzerland to become a clockmaker. That's that's how bad it was to be in Anthrax. Yeah. Do you ever have that thing where you think to yourself, why didn't they just stick it out for the money? I would have stuck it out for the money. But then you remember, 
Then you remember working with someone. Yeah. Think of someone in torture. their head, no matter where you were, where you're like, yeah. I can't work yeah. another Some day with this person. Some fucking torture merchant. And I'm on, yeah. I'm on tour with them, I'm in a van with them all the time. You actually have to start to look after your mental health a bit more. Because you know, I remember when I was young and a bit more naive, going, just stick it out. Like, loads of bandage. You're like, Fleetwood Mac kept going. But if you're, if you're miserably depressed. I'm hurting you. If you're hurting all the time and you want, there's times where you think, yeah. you wake up in, in the tour van and you I think, mean, why are my hands going around yeah. his throat? Exactly. <laughs> why am I pushing down on his larynx? And there, there could be a few bob already floating around. You know what I mean? Like, you, you might, yeah. I, I, I doubt, I doubt, I'd say Anthrax as a whole are probably worth a few quid. But yeah. I'd say the lads in it, uh, you know, they're, they're making a wage that's decent. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think any of these lads are millionaires. I don't think Anthrax are millionaires. I could be fucking wrong. There, yeah, it's hard to know. You know, because there's just there's so many albums and so many tours, and tours do make money. They cost fucking fortune. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now, like records are back. Like the 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 glory time for bands there was about ten years ago. We didn't even have to put CDs out. You know what I mean? There was yeah. no pressing of anything. You just digitally fucking bang it up. Exactly. Physical music was... And I th- we all thought it was dead. Yeah. It was exactly. supposed to be dead. It was supposed to be dead. In then, theory, it was should have been dead. It should have been dead. I mean, cause cassette sales are... Even now, cassette sales are accounting for something like 1.5% of all the sales on Discogs. That's even huge. That's huge. That's even huge yeah. for, for, a ter- for, for a terrible... Terrible format. It is, like, unfortunately. They look beautiful, but they sound like shy. Brilliant. But fucking 1.5% of all Discog sales are cassettes at the moment. Now, considering that that site is dedicated entirely to selling records. Yeah. But we're back into a time now where if you record an album, you have to fucking, you or the label are putting up money to have that pressed into in every the CD, every, into the LP, yeah. fucking whatever, you know. Then you've got promo, tours, all sorts Philips of Philips laser disc. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a load of laser discs at home. <laughs> I have boys in the hood on laser disc. Um, but I think that the John Bush era of Anthrax, for me, is... Way ahead. That's that's absolutely controversial. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely right putting that in there. That's completely controversial. Can't do better than it. There's, there's metalers that don't even listen to this podcast for some reason. They're sitting at home and they're twitching. They're going, something bad has happened in the world. <laughs> exactly, a sense of disturbance in the force. They'll, they'll only find out about it maybe if someone links them to this. What's real cool is they done um they done an album called The Greater of Two Evils and they re-recorded like 15 classic Anthrax Belladonna songs with John Bush and they are so much better. Yeah, they are so much better with John Bush. Like that way, I'm the lot of Judge Dredd song. There's a bit in the <laughs> Belladonna version that drives me fucking mad. Where he tries to squeeze an extra word in to the like uh, in some verse, <laughs> and it fucking kills me. It kills me. It's like I am the law. You won't fuck around no more. And like, that's the way John Bush does it. But Belladonna does, does it like you won't fuck around with me anymore. And it, it just misses the bar. Yeah, you're like, fucking oh, hell, man. Fucking hell. But yeah, torture merchant. I met Joey Belladonna's uh, son in New York once, and he's a rapper. Really? A rapper in upstate New York. I think. Yeah. He was no crack. <laughs> I <laughs> thought it was a good story coming out. He was, no, he was, <laughs> Unfortunately, he was, that's where the story no is. No crack, but that, that's me. What's your next one? Do you remember Keen? I do remember Keen. I remember the cover of the album more distinctly than I remember. It was such a nothing cover. It was just this a logo. Yeah, a logo. Some, with, some, uh, with some clip art. Yeah, exactly. Flouncy. Uh, I do remember. What do you call it? Heraldry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fleur de Lis and yeah. Heraldry. I do remember that he could not sing. Uh, I wouldn't say that. He had this real weak voice. No, that, he's got a suited. really strong voice, no. man. No, he's he got had a this really... fucking mumbly voice, man. I remember the suit and the music, but I remember when that album came out. Oh, he's a went... big song. Somewhere only we know. Could be it, yeah. Yeah, if you have it, man, it's all humble. It's all like under mouth, choy. It's all like in under the breath singing. 
Oh no, that's disagree with that. Yeah. No, I don't hate it. Then when, again, when I listen to this album. Now, Keen are a shit show. They're named after a fucking high school, fucking secondary school geography teacher for first place. Just, yeah. Here's a fucking fascinating... Think about all the Keen songs you know, right? <laughs> this is... A very strange thing that I knew. I knew because it was also, said. it's zero. It's zero. That one you just hummed is all I remember. Really? Yeah. Well, the, the song, this song I picked, Bed Shape, so should, yeah. I should say that as yeah. well. Get to the point. Because I don't want people to go. Again, it's not about Keen. It's about the song Bed Shape, which is genuinely a standout, brilliant moment from a band who I have no interest in, to be honest with you. I don't think anybody does. Actually, I know two people that are obsessed with Keen. Two. How, how many guitar players are in Keen? Oh, none. There's none. There's not <laughs> that, one guitar I just, in it. I just pulled out. Isn't that fucked up though? Bass, 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 and drums, Hammond or something. piano. Yeah. All the Hammond, all the Hammonds, yeah. all the keys, yeah. and uh, not a single guitar. I, I found that weird because all those bands that usually have a little twangy Coldplay yeah. kind of thing Does going on. Does the singer play piano or is he just? No, is it a dedicated piano that's player? That's fucking mad weird. Then I'm calling that yeah. shit mad. That's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. If he just sang and played piano. I'll be like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 But he's just on his own. Yep. And he was like, listen, this is me best mate. Yeah, yeah, your man's great on piano, yeah. let's be honest. Let's get a so, band going. A band piano in it. Who the fuck am I Elton Also, John? He, he had to go off. To, he's a fiend for all the gargling drugs. Really? Absolutely. Your man, Cain. Yeah. Is his name Frank Cain? <laughs> no, none of them are That's Cain. bullshit then. Now, I don't, I don't really hate this album. I heard it once. And I was like, and you you remembered it like twenty years later. No, no, I heard this one song going. That song, okay, that right. song doesn't that song doesn't fit the album. Bed shaped, yeah. and I remember the the video was fucking incredible as well. It was this, I think it was clay, clay stop motion claymation, whatever you call it. As far as I remember, clay fighter mation, clay fighter mation, oh, clay fighter. Hmm. Just song from that. Um, I have like all these bands. I am not going to defend these bands at all. There's no point. That's not, they're not misunderstood artists. They're very up. well understood. They are what they are. But there's something about this bed shape song from start to finish is really fucking good. Like really, really fucking mm-hmm. good. I, I always thought Keen were one of those bands that like there was there was a time there in, in England where there was a couple of bands doing well and they were getting real big like Stereophonics and stuff like that. And yeah. the record labels just went from town to town with giant shovels and just literally just shoveled the shit bands off the streets and oh, in, uh, into recording same studios. with all trends yeah exactly yeah. and like Keane were just one of those bands that were like surrounded by Scutter and fucked into a recording studio you know what I mean the, the weird thing about this song is it's the last song on the album mm-hmm. and I was already very very tired of this fucking band I like this the singles are fine the, take or leave them I think this is the last song on the album and it starts horribly we're talking a minute in I'm like this song is a point of dog shit mm-hmm. to end your album on but then the chorus kicks in and you're like, oh, hang on. So by the t- second time they ground to the flouncy vocals, he's very flouncy. Mm. He's very posh. It looks like, you know, he looks like a, a student Him in and Coppers. He looks, but he looks like a student from Coppers in this mm. era. You see, he's mad, you know those annoyingly red faces mm. as well like that? But I don't hate this band because of, they've written this song. You only give them a pass. You don't sing their praises, but you give them a little bit of a pass when they come out with a song like this. Yeah. It took me, Jesus, I don't know why I didn't turn this off because the start of the song is not good. Mm. It sounds really, it's flouncy. It's you, really just well, you power it's through. just a power through. And I kind of, I'm kind of glad. What is your? Uh, I don't want to talk about Kane anymore. I've nothing really more to say about them. What's your next one? Are you ready for this one? I'm gonna whisper it into the microphone. Mm. Morrissey. Hang on, you couldn't be talking about Stephen Patrick. The lad. Oh, the lad himself. I mean, 
it, that's controversial for so many reasons. It's controversial now. But he couldn't have never come out with his stuff now, and that'd still be a controversial one. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like I'm defending Morrissey, oh. but I'm not. Right? Oh, I bet you I'll make you defend him. No, I won't because I can't. I tell you what, I am. I am a Morrissey fan who's not a Morrissey super fan. I am yeah. perfectly fine with his back catalogue and the Smiths and the, all that shit. Right, I'm fine with it. I to me, Morrissey is like the Iron Sheik of music. <laughs> yeah, he is. Right? You and it, it's interesting. He's he's like a relic of a bygone era, and in the last, let's say, twenty years of digital medium replacing stuff like Enemy and Melody Maker, which is where he would have made a name for himself in the first place, where he would have given his interviews and his talks and all that kind of stuff. In the advent of digital medium coming along, you will only hear Morrissey talking straight up batshit mad stuff when he has a new album coming out. You Absolutely, can, you I've can said do a timeline. Yeah, right. You will not hear a peep, not a thing, out of Moz. No, until On, a new record. the odd time he'll say something at a gig, something crazy. Please now, turn off those hot dog fryers. Yeah. Like, I. He did. Th- he stopped a gig for, over hot dogs, didn't he? You're not going to sell food at, yeah. at his gigs. But you're right. Yeah, I've been. He I've been this he, is free publicity. This is all, I'm not going to say this is all this is. I believe that what is happening with <laughs> it's him... It's definitely not all it is. No. I believe what's happened is that politics and... Uh, uh, how would you even put it? Like, political correctness, which is a kind of a cop-out term anyway, is very hot at the moment. And he is not involved in that world, really. Yeah, but... Isn't he, he's definitely ramping up to meet that. 100%. If he's going to be the baddie, because the goodies aren't noticed, he's going to be the best fucking baddie ever, right? Yeah. Now, what I will tell you is that I have met Morrissey and been out drinking with Morrissey, and I personally don't think he's all there, right? Upstairs. Yeah, okay. He was a lovely fella, and fucking got the rounds Because your skin was the right colour. But he has been living in a bubble for so long, right? He lives... First of all, he hasn't lived in fucking England and God knows how long. It's probably Is 25. It he lives in Los Angeles, I think, yeah. Mm. It's probably like 25, 30 fucking years since that man lived in any way, shape or form. He lived in Dublin more than he lived in, in, in London. Crumlin, right? family from Crumlin? Yeah, but he had a house here in town. He lived here for years. Did he? Yeah. And... Um, he seems he's taken it under he, he won't talk about fucking Donald Trump or American politics but he'll yeah. talk about British politics and to be to be completely fair I think Damon Damon Albarn came out with this lady today from, from Bloor saying like the man hasn't lived here in years and he's dead right like, he doesn't really he shouldn't be talking about British politics like he's like, yeah. he, he's a British born man he's an English born man uh, he was the child of immigrants from Ireland yeah, like he was—he was conceived in Ireland apparently, and like she was pregnant on the boat over. But uh, he shouldn't really—he shouldn't be <laughs> talking. Marcy's your problem now, England. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he's talking. He's wearing the little Trident things with the what's it UK OEP or whatever. The fuck. I don't even know. UKIP, know. UKIP so whatever. Scummy. I know, but, but you know what? It's really you know what? But if what? he didn't link himself to that, I could almost just ignore. It, but I can't ignore it. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's impossible to ignore. It, but what I'm trying to say 
and again, I'm not defending him because he fucked up. He fucked up. Like, <laughs> you sound like a taxi driver. No, I'm not trying I'm to not defend him. Like, I'm not raising no, my ball. But I can, what I can see is I can see the movements of a man who's not 100% upstairs, also hasn't lived in England for so long, and is probably being fed information through these fucking, like, dopey fucking tattooed neck fucking arseholes that he has hanging around him in Los Angeles and members of his family that come over yeah. and stay at his fucking beach house and they're like oh it's going to the dogs Stephen it's yeah. not you know and he's like it's going to the dogs and, and then he's talking about absolute nonsense he knows nothing about going to prepare my mission statement exactly and then someone says oh there's a group called UKIP that are you know trying you'd, to, you'd love them I don't know anything <laughs> about them but no, he's yeah, saying him, to him. Yeah, but they're trying to clean up England and get it back to like you know fucking God, you know sounds God save me and fucking mm, that sounds great. He's Gandalf now, but fucking he's. But I, I honestly believe that he's like taking five percent of fucking the information and turning it into a big mission for himself. Yeah, and he's also turning it up to a hundred. I will, I will say this right. It's good in the sense that people say it's terrible what he's saying. It is terrible what he's saying, yeah. but what I'm saying is it's um, good that it's not landing with anyone that matters. No one cares. Because the yeah. people that are old enough to listen to Morrissey and stuff like that already know he's talking absolute mm. scudder. He's not reaching too many young people with this, which is the good part about it. Because we're talking about someone like, let's say, Tommy Robbins or something with loads of 15, 16 yeah. year olds running around going, oh, Tommy Robbins is fucking yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Everyone that's listening to what Morrissey's saying already knows yeah. he's talking he's shite yeah. and it's like, pointless. There's a so the only good thing about this is, Jesus, I had to finish that sentence mm. quickly. The only thing good about this is it doesn't really matter to anybody. Yeah. It can be, it's not influencing it's, anybody. It's hopefully, it's yeah, not. hopefully it's not. I think it's just noise. Um, I think that maybe he believes that these groups and these people are have England's best uh, intentions in their heart, yeah. but he doesn't know how they're, but he what also their doesn't even are. know what he wants anymore. But this is the, the world has to change. The, absolutely, but that's, this is one of the things. The way he uses digital medium, he uses it like to, for shock value for promotion. Absolutely, right? yeah. and it's the same way that even when he was doing interviews with Melody Maker and Uncut and whatever, where he'd say some absolutely outlandish shit about Chinese people being subhuman because they eat dogs. Or Jesus whatever. Christ! You, you know, but they go on and on and on. Yeah. But then at the same time, he's like he's a, he's like an anti royal. You know, he hates the Queen. Yeah, and, uh, he has to. The, at one stage, he had the bands wearing t-shirts. His name checking Oliver Cromwell in, in his songs is yeah. a bad thing. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, which he was. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he he seems to. It just seems like he's fucking muddled. Now I don't rate. I don't rate the that California Sun cover thing. Uh, I don't think it's good. The reason I didn't listen to it is because I don't know the originals. Therefore, yeah, he's picking, you know when someone released a cover album, you don't yeah, recognize yeah. any of songs. Like, well, this was a pointless endeavor for me, exactly. But you should also always cover your favorite songs. So I get it, mm. I get it. But I'm not listening to it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a I, little I, bit disappointed with him. Now, to yeah, say the least. exactly. And it's just, the cover of it's garbage. Not like that. The the one you put out, World Peace on Your Businesses. It's, a it's fucking super. It's really, really good. Now, the song I picked for this, I picked um, The More You Ignore Me, The Closer I Get. That's a great song. Uh, it's a super song. It's the lead single off Fox and that, that kind of ties into what you're saying as well. Don't ignore me. But that's, his whole <laughs> thing is that like he, he thinks that he's the biggest star in the world in his head. He yeah. really does. He thinks that he is the king of music. Oh, absolutely. The new Elvis. He thinks he's Elvis, exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. And the fact that he is not playing stadiums to 80,000 people every night bothers the shit out of him. Yeah. So I think in his head, if he raises a big controversy and says some fucking mad outlandish shit, whether he believes it or not, and he might believe it, I don't think he does. I don't think he's clued in enough to have the information to put his whole heart behind these statements. But 
the fact that he's saying them shows a fucking ignorance. And there's a massive movement online at the moment that just kind of separate the person from the music type of thing, you know. And it's, it's a tough call. It's a isn't very it? hard call. Like, I mean, to be fair, like when's the last time you listened to a fucking Gary Glitter song? You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. However, you listen to a fucking Who like, song this week? Like, no, no. <laughs> you listen to a Who song? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 a complex issue that's probably never going to resolve itself. And I I I would see Morrissey retiring in the next five years anyway. Yeah, I can't. Right now, I'm too disappointed with him to listen to him. Mm. I'm being honest with you. And I absolutely love Morrissey and I love the Smiths. The work speaks for itself. Yeah. But right now, I'm just like, it's all that's on my mind when I think about him. Yeah, well, that's, it's an overwhelming facet of his kind of. Because uh, he's so. Yeah, exactly. Because his character is so embedded into the music anyway. I'm just like, I'm so fucking disappointed. It's very, very hard. Anyway, we move on for that. Let's <laughs> yeah. do a whole episode on that. What's your next one? Dixie Chicks. The Dixie Do you remember the Dixie Chicks? I kind of do. Oh, absolutely no interest in Dixie Chicks for my entire life mm. until they made that big giant fuck up. Now, let's set the fucking scene before the fuck up. Dixie Chicks. Loved by soldiers, cowboys, middle America. Pretty much everyone, actually. Yeah. Oh, they were talking about the country billboard charts it was like a one. poppy country not new poppy country, country. Thing, it yeah. was when yeah when, when country was really going poppy yeah they were awards outer arses like number Brooks one post Garth Brooks type of yeah, yeah absolutely great songwriters as well yeah. the musicianship and the harmonies from, from I don't think they're from Nashville I don't know where they're from I didn't fucking check <laughs> Dixieland um, you'll find that country musicians are some of the best in the world oh yeah absolutely singers as well hmm. they had everything going for them until they went to, could have been Shepherd's Bush in London, mm. where they made a derogatory statement about George Bush and said, we're on your side with the whole thing. Mm. That was it. That's their, that's their base. That's their ripping up the Pope. Yeah. They came back to America and sponsorship, uh, not all the sponsorship, some of it stayed, mm. most of it gone. Radio play, zilch. Oof. Absolutely decimated. But that's, you're, you're making kind of shit kick on music. You know, rednecky music. But they t- they're living in an age where it, it actually happened in The Guardian. It, it only got out because no one would have really said that. Yeah. They got a big cheer. Yeah. yeah they're just saying, like, yo, oh, oh, don't, we're not like, uh, you know, George Bush. And everyone goes, yeah. Back to the song again. But The Guardian wrote it in the review. Guardian are also Morrissey's greatest fucking detractors as well. Really? He hates them, yeah. He well, well they, were, they, they, they wrote it in the review. It mm. somehow got over there. America found out there was footage posted online of them saying, where were you on this? We're, yeah. we're essentially, anti-war killed them. Dead in the fucking war. Like, badly. This is like ripping up the Pope job. Mm. Dixie Chicks are fucked. Absolutely fucked. There's a documentary about mm. it. So they had to make a comeback album. <laughs> really? Especially good. They got Dan Wilson from yeah. Semisonic, yeah. who's a phenomenal songwriter. Yeah. If you like middle of the road that stuff, yeah. but that's it's, 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 I can still appreciate that so the song I picked is easy that's the so geeky dude from, yeah, from yeah. Semisonic all about chemistry closing time, time. <laughs> I love that song nobody knows it yeah, <laughs> yeah. listen I love Semisonic yeah. I don't care absolutely love I love good songwriting even if it's yeah. che- and a bit cheesy and a yeah. bit like R.E.M. for kids yeah. which is what Semisonic <laughs> much, yeah. so with their help they made a, uh, made a black metal oh. album yeah, they made a black metal album. No, it's called I'm Not Ready to Play Nice, I think it's I'm Not Ready to Play Nice. But the song Easy So the reason I the reason I, I even checked out this album is I remember I went through an absolute mad phase of watching the highest rated 
things from that year. You know, when you go, you know, when you don't have time to go to the cinema all the time. I remember that their documentary was ninety five percent on Metacritic or Ebert, mm. Roger Ebert. Now I was like, I'm gonna watch this. I'm, it's cool. It's okay. I don't mind watching a music documentary about what I'm not into mm. because music is is interesting to me to watch it. Mm. So I watched this thing and they were recording the songs with your man Dan Wilson and they started playing the song Easy Silence mm. and I was like shut up that's a fucking great time so that's the reason that the Dixie Chicks who would never be normally associated with something I would listen to ever yeah. ever in a million years and there is a couple of good songs off that did I listen to the album before? no did I, will I ever listen to an album after? Like, I no. know of the band but I don't think I know no. any of their stuff I don't want to, I don't want yeah. I'm not a Dixie Chicks fan yeah. But I have to say, this is controversial. Like, if someone was ever ragging on the Dixie Chicks, you Dicks, a Dixie Dicks I'd, fan? <laughs> I'd jump in and be like, "Have you heard Easy Silence?" Though, bit of a banger. Mm-hmm. You can, you can. There's a banger, Semi Sonic, or mm. Semi Sonic, yeah, the band off it. Mm. I think he, I don't know if he wrote much of it, but he produced it anyway, mm. and it just has his stamp on it. Mm. So, in essence, uh, did they ever come back from it? <coughs> Not really. No, <laughs> no, yeah. they didn't. Dixie Chicks are. Mm. They probably have their own little. Uh, I'd say they're pretty big in London. Yeah. Yeah, but that's about it. <laughs> Dixie Chicks. Who's your next one? Uh, it's it's an absolutely fucking stupid band. Um, it's Blink One Eighty Two. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I just can't. I just can't not. I can't not do it. Um, Are you playing the man of the ball? Are you playing the song or the band? I'm doing uh, probably the band. Oh, an era of the band. Okay. Um, that early juvenile scutter. Blink-182 I, I love Dude Ranch yeah. this song's off Dude Ranch I picked right. um, A New Hope which is just absolutely terrible song about Star Wars it's so terrible like there's good songs on that album and I did not pick one I had right. to give people a taste of just the absolute garbage this song is basically what people assume Blink-182 sound like you know <laughs> so what I mean? they're not wrong it's the stereotypical <laughs> garbage fucking nonsense song um, I heard Blink-182 when Cheshire Cat came out the first album and, right. Uh, I heard that I was working in a computer shop, and someone knew someone who worked for some record label somewhere, and they had this shitty fucking CDR rip, and it just said Blink One Eighty Two Cheshire on it. So I always thought the album was this before they were big. Or? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, oh, you would have been queued into a lot of punk back then before uh, it got. But it was just this kind of shitty. I, I listened to it. And it was it sounded garbage. Yeah. It was independently released and. Um, they signed a deal uh, with MCA, I think. And MCA right. gave them a lot of money to record an album uh, called Dude Ranch. This is before Travis joined the band, the, the original drummer. He's very good. Uh, he's very... Travis he, is... He's, he's fucking super. Travis is very um, good. And the original... What's the original fucking... Uh, Rainer or something. Trent for... Trent, Trent Rainer. So honestly, is, I think it was the original drummer's name. Right. And... Uh, there's a cool story where when they signed the record deal, they were given a lot of money and they went off and they rented like a room in a hotel or a floor of a hotel and had a big party with all their mates. And the drummer uh, got that drunk. He either jumped or fell off the balcony. Oh. And when he landed, he broke both of his heels. And they were due to record you the next week. You need them for the you drums. Them. And he did. He recorded the drums for the whole, whole album while sitting in a wheelchair. With broken heels. With broken heels. And it fucking, it sounds amazing. How? He's shit hot, like. He was shit hot. How? Uh, yeah. He just, somehow they figured it out and they done it. Um, yeah, he broke his heels. That was um, uh, yeah, garbage. That was like nineteen ninety seven. I love that we randomly were talking about this of garbage. It's just it's so terrible, but I can't help it. I just yeah. like it, and I know I understand why people 
will not like it because I know it's shy. I absolutely know it's shy. And they hit, look, when Enemy of the State came out and all the small things came out and everyone was fucking mad. I get it. Like, that was a huge album and a huge song. Um, it was fucking everywhere. And I like that song as well. I like that album. I think it's fun. And it sounds good. Fun albums are it's, fun. It's very hard to sometimes defend fun shit. Like Limp Bizkit, for, it's, yeah, it's in the same vein. Exactly. It's the same kind of uh, junk. It's just junk is what it is, you know. And uh, when uh, Tom DeLonge left, I, don't know, I never know whether it's Tom DeLonge or Tom DeLonge. And I, I'm just saying, I'd love to hear him and Jim Carr have a, a fucking... <laughs> Conspiracy theories. He, but he, he two, of the, two of the last people you think Stop. to have conspiracy theories: Tom DeLonge, Aliens, yeah. and uh, Jim Carr. We've talked about Jim Carr. Reptiles or whatever. We've yeah. talked about anyway. Go whatever on. the fuck he's into. Um, but he left. He's got painless bollocks. And I think what happened was he wanted six months off from the band, and they gave it to him reluctantly because they were kind of at their apex and they were fucking huge. And they gave him six months off, and then they got back together again. Is that when he started Angels and Airwaves? Or? Could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he, right. He, he wanted to make something a little bit darker. And, uh, you know, <laughs> How much? It, I mean, uh, you can go darker. Boxcar still. Racer, isn't that what it's called? Oh. He had that, uh, one, that one as well. Right, yeah, you could be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, you're going to be right, yeah. Um, but yeah, off he went. And, garbage. Uh, fucking garbage, lad. Garbage. Yeah. Went off, made this shit. Eventually they got back together again and he released another album. It was fucking scored there. It didn't do well. Nobody liked it. And then he fucked off and they brought in Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio who would be a big enough band. You like them? I like Alkaline Trio. They, they have some good stuff. And, yeah, um, garbage. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they, they're, they're more on Their this. early stuff is... I mean, we can say... We should do a podcast on their early stuff. Their early stuff. We did it with, with Coldplay there. Yeah. Um, They'd they be, they be a little bit on the more serious side of kind of scuttery American punk. Um, They have more of a weird indie influence and a straight up punky kind of thing but uh, they're also another three piece but Matt Skiba jumped in and apparently I, I would be brutally honest with you I'm not listening to it right did I, you hear it was good I heard it's I don't know I think the album they put out with him sold almost as much as Enemy of the State like it was huge yeah. and it was very well received Um, so I but I couldn't tell you and I'll never be able to tell you because I'm never going to listen to it I just it's just never ever going to happen the last I heard from Blink-182 they're doing a tour with Lil Wayne. Yeah, when Lil Wayne... We just talked about... He just walked off. I heard that as yeah, well. Yeah, now, it was the all reason, recorded. Yeah. The reason... I don't know whether... I know... When someone said to me they're doing a tour together, I was like, those fans don't particularly match up. And someone sent me the video, the mm-hmm. promo video, which was them playing a song with Lil Wayne. Yeah. That's not the whole tour, surely. I think so. No, no, they have their own sets. But so the promo video was the two of them doing a song yeah, together. Yeah, it's a crossover in the middle, I think. Yeah, I've seen footage of it, and it's, it's he like can't, a, that lad can't, not, not Lil Wayne, he was the singer of Blink-22 lad, can't sing anymore. Mark Hoppus. To yeah. save his life, yeah, he yeah. cannot. He never, never could. No, but he, he yeah, especially can't. Yeah, it's real bad, real bad. No, to be honest with you, neither of them really could. I think that was part of the no. appeal. It just sounded like a lot of 13 year olds with guitars. But that this, was, th- this, this is the most. It's mad. Boris Johnson, Trump yeah. idea. You know, this is, yeah. this is the year we're living in. What we're living, kids like? We're now living in idiocracy, yeah, idiocracy the movie. Yeah. The movie, yeah. 100% now, yeah. it's actually prophecy enzymes on the fucking corn like it's just absolute prophecy now it's I, I watched the promo video with Little Wayne and Blink-22 and I, I would I would suggest people watch it if they want to just see what I happens. watched the video of Little Wayne saying he was dropping off the tour because the crowds weren't big enough there was thousands of people there but he's like you know I'm not just I'm, just, I'm not used to these type of gigs you know with uh, this, this few people fucking thousands of people there 
Like he's well, he, but he, yeah, no, but he still could do stadiums. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but he doesn't want that. No, uh, he, he done like three or four of these gigs, and I think he stopped. But because when he gets to his bits, the, 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 they're they're really only gonna be there for Blink One Two. Rap fans are gonna look at that going, I'm not gonna fuck go that gig. Fuck, I'll wait till he's back in his own again. Yeah, I, I terrible don't, idea. That's a, it's a weird fucking idea. It's like one of those fucking nineties ideas that people had. Um, done now, and it. It's not translated. Pitch, pitch shift versus therapy. Fuck, it's just one of these cr- weird crossover things that that probably won't fucking work. Yeah. Um, but I just have a thing about Blink-182. I just... They're one of those bands of a time in my life that I, even back then, they were shit. But I just have... I'm with, I'm with, I'm with, like, got a taste for shit, like, off them. I will say, one of their songs made me laugh out loud Really, like loud, loud, loud. The first time I heard it, and I think it's "Miss You." Is that the song? Could be. Another one goes, "Don't waste your time on me. Yeah. You're already." And I was like, "What's this?" And he goes, "The voice inside my head." Yeah. I was like, "What's my head?" Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Just get fuck off. Yeah. That, I, Garbage. Is that, is that called fucking? I think that's anthem. I think it's called. I missed you. Yeah. I, I, I laughed. I laughed heartily. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually, my every head. now and again, I will bang. Uh, one of those two albums with a Dude Ranch or Enemy to Stay on my headphones walking down the road and I find myself knowing the words to every song reluctantly. Like, I wish I didn't know them. I wish I knew something more important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wish I knew, like, the the, the years f- that Eamon de Valera was in control of this country instead of the lyrics. So we can spit on them even harder. Whatever. Something important, you know? Something important. But uh, I, I can't help it. Anyway, what's your, what's your last one? This is a new song. This mm. was Chart Topping. Could be still top of some charts. Uh, Old Town Road by Lil Nas no yeah. relation I don't think to Nas I could be wrong don't Lil, think so Lil Nas X Lil Nas X um, no. which Lil one Nas did you pick did you pick the Billy oh, Ray or the original one the Billy Ray one okay yeah. which I think is longer than the original by a couple of seconds is it the original one's 1 minute and 36 seconds this long. is 2 minutes and 10 yeah. I think and h- half of the song is that intro yeah nice little intro it's it's fucking painful. I love it. This is such a stupid it's song. It's fucking shy and I love it. It's so stupid. But you ever catch yourself singing it? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna take my horse to the old town road. Yeah. I'm gonna pause. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's impossible. Hell. It's impossible not to like. It it's really is. so stupid. Yeah. Here's I got first of all. First of all, when I first heard it, because I have to DJ chart music, so I have to keep up to date with the absolute scutter that the youth is is was saying they're listening to anyway. The youth. The youth. And uh, I started reading up a little bit more about this when I saw Pitchfork doing loads of mm. like uh, articles about it. So he entered this song into the country charts because yeah. he's a country rapper. It's a, it's a hybrid of country and rap, which is a terrible idea. <laughs> it's been tried before. Yeah. It has been tried before. It's actually, apparently it's a genre. Do I feel like Nelly did something like oh, that? Probably. We even country grammar, didn't he? Oh, that's the maybe album, that's it? actually where I'm getting it yeah. mixed up now. But no, there, there has been attempts at doing it. There have been like black cowboy rappers before doing kind of hip hop combos mm. with slow guitars and stuff. It, it, it's one of those genres that has started and failed probably a hundred times. Yeah, this is the one. The intro has, believe it or not, whether you know the song or not, go check it out. This song has a Nine Inch Nails sample in it, a yeah. good chunk of a Nine Inch Nails uh, instrumental from the Ghosts sessions. The, the album Ghosts. Ghost 5 or something mm-hmm. I can't remember it's the Nine Inch Nails album I was kind of disappointed because it's, 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 it's soundtracky yeah. stuff it's great it's, it's funny to listen to you're never going to go back to that no ever no. With, the, with the bangers that Reznor has yeah. am I right <laughs> he's got a Nine Inch Nails sample on it that's fucking mad it's crazy 
That's the number one song for like he's probably, forever. He's probably minted. Oh yeah, just based on this because it sold so many. Yeah, it, it thing. I seen the, the tweet point a couple of weeks ago where the label were pushing him to release my music. He's like, I don't have any. I don't have it. I'm not yeah. good. He's but probably, he has a new one out apparently as of the last two days ago. Or something, isn't it? It's not bad. It's, it's all right. Panini. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Panini. As well. Yeah, it's all right. Oh, well. you know what? That, that EP that this is on got shredded by the critics. <laughs> Everyone going, it's absolute garbage. So I went, I have to listen to this. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, listen, I was like, it's really not that bad. It's terrible, but it's not. Yeah. It's terrible. So anyway. He released it and it went into the country, I won't say country billboard because I'm not really clued in on what way America ranks its music. Yeah. But it got kicked out. It got literally delisted and yeah. kicked out of the charts because they said it wasn't country enough. Yeah. So Which is a fucking... Off he went. It's a, no, it's a risky fucking yeah, move yeah. saying, oh, you're a rapper? No, you can't. So, like, it's, off he went. <laughs> Comes back. Who do I get? <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus yeah. to lay down some bars. Billy Ray's rapping on this, man. Thought, what the fuck is happening to the world right now? We just went from Blink-182 doing it. Yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus rapping. I think, I swear to God, I, you know what, I think I think I died. <laughs> I think I died. And I'm just, my dreams have just actually started to, to go. Because look at all the things yeah. that happen right now, what we're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, he gets him back in. And they have to put it in the charts. Of course they do. They have to put it in the country yeah. charts. Now, I love the fact that there is possibly hundreds of thousands of people, deep-seated, scummy racists, yeah. that this is in their craw. Yeah. This well, is, ho- this is hooked into their throat. Them, yeah. And every time they wake up in the morning, here's the new number one song We're on the country charts. Dick. I got them horses in the back. in the back. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, it's the, fucking shit. It's, it's so shit. And I love that. It's, That's, so, it's it, the number one on yeah. their on their lovely little country. It's so big that fucking Rambo's using it. Rambo used a really dark version of yeah. it. I have that. I fucking yeah. man. Then when you think it can get no better. When you think that that's it, he's gonna fade off. It was that time he stuck it to the fucking cowboys. He comes in and goes, "Here, guess what? I'm gay." <laughs> yeah, on on pride. On pride. Yeah. I'm gay. Yeah. Just when they when they couldn't, it's about to die. <laughs> Have this. They're already yeah. dead now. <laughs> exactly. They're already yeah. dead. Have this. And then he goes on Twitter and he starts fucking tweeting at uh, Kim Kardashian about some photo he took. <laughs> Did you see this? No. So he starts tweeting at Kim Kardashian. He's like fucking full of like dot, dot, dot at Kim Kardashian. He's like, hey, Kimmy, um, will you post up that picture you took of me and Kanye the other day? And she posts up and it's just this picture of Kanye West kind of sitting in this golf buggy, like not even knowing what's going on with this fucking black cowboy standing beside him, like thumbs up. And fucking, it was obviously taken before Kanye knew who the fuck he was, that he had a big song. Yeah. And Kanye's just like, like looking who away, is this looking fucking, away, like, what who's is this lunatic? On? What is this cunt? Because Na- Lil Nas wears full on jackets oh, with, yeah, the, with the, the things, tassels yeah, hanging down. Bang. Absolute, he's game ball in on this. Yeah. yeah. 100 balls deep in this. <laughs> this balls is his, deep in that this cowboy is his music. Yeah. He's, he's a, not going to drop this. He's a drover. Like, he's fucking <laughs> ranchero. He's fucking having it. Like, yeah. And he's going to ride this into the fucking sunset. I just, when, I, when he came out, right. Now, I, I'm not obviously trying to take some sort of like, what's the word? Extra. I mean, that shit's going to be fucking hard, really hard for him to be a black gay man in America yeah. anyway. And throw cowboy in. Yeah. But so I'm, not, I'm not trying to take some sort of solace in this to, to annoy to, but I really do love that it annoyed some people who I don't like a, a section of society that I really don't like yeah. I just had this image of a guy out fly fishing and someone going that uh, 
Lil Nas songs number one again. Yeah, I'm just, you know, making peace with it. You know that uh, he's gay as well, and you just see Chet walking into the river. <laughs> That's it. He's done. I just can't. He's walking into the river. What are you doing? I just can't. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Oh fuck! All right. Listen, you you've got uh, you've got one. Left. I've got one left, right? And I'm just gonna bang through it, and it's hate breed, right? Oof. It's hate breed. I know. Yeah. Again, I can't help it. I'm gonna. Uh, it can, I can see where the controversy comes from. You, you mentioned hate breed to a lot of people. Like, oh, the fuck. they're fucking terrible, right? They're terrible. However. They have one album. Actually, that's a lie. They have two albums that are fucking spectacular. Spectacular. And both of these albums, I think there's, there's kind of three phases in Hatebreed's life. You've got the original kind of hardcore Victory Records era. And uh, they're doing an EP called Under the Knife that was okay. And then an album called Satisfaction is the Death of Desire. And it's fucking super. Right? That's a great album title as well. Satisfaction I don't mind that. I listened to it a few times. And I, it's yeah. fucking... For that style of music, it's fucking whopper. It works. Right? Then they went off and they became this kind of shitty American metalcore band. Them and, and Chimera and all exactly. those bands. Yeah, they put yeah. this album out called Perseverance, which I don't really... I don't think it's That's very That's a huge one. It's That's huge. It. I don't think it's you very You spit good. in my oh, eye. Wipe the spit. It's that triple X song. Wipe the spit from my face. Wipe the tears oh. from my... What are you crying for on the song? Will Vin Diesel's fucking snowboarding down the mountain. You know, it's fucking bullshit. It doesn't do much for me at all. Yeah. The album they put out after that is called The Rise of Brutality, and I think it's fucking perfect. Perfect. It's whatever they done, it fired on all cylinders. And they had the song I picked is off that, off that album. The song is called uh, Doomsayer, and it's one of my top metal songs of all time. The riff in it is outrageous, and it makes you want to dropkick your mad down the stairs. Like, <laughs> if you found yourself in the right position, and that song came on your headphones, or was loud She's enough, going down. Someone's going down. Your granny's getting suplexed off the roof. Fucking whatever. You're hitting a baby. It doesn't matter. Something fucking mad is happening when you fucking hear that song. It's so fucking hefty and, like, alive. It's fucking insane. The album is fucking incredible. I spent a fortune on it on vinyl a while ago trying to find it, because it's from that, like, poxy fucking time where records weren't really oh, yeah. that big they just stopped making them it was pointless. Like 2003 or something like that it was just just before records 2007 there was a big yeah drop off um, but that fucking album is fucking they brought one out called Supremacy that's fucking terrible they done a covers album where he stopped kind of he stopped roaring and shouting and started singing Jester, is that the singer yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, sound is fucking by all accounts uh, he's missing a thumb. That's is he? Yeah, he's, his thumb is missing. You ever see photos of him? Um, he, he never. He hides his thumb in between behind his hands. Oh, right. Yeah, weird little fucking thing. Um, Don't take a photo of my thumb. There's also That's a, his a, thing. a there's also a hate breed cover band called Hate Beak, which has a, <laughs> has a parrot singer. <laughs> yeah, no messing. And they're called Hate Beak, and it's, uh, it's literally a parrot just squawking while a lot of people play hate breed songs. There's one called Hate Bread. <laughs> which is like a concept album where they change all the lyrics about like sourdough and batch. <laughs> I'm not messing. I'm not messing because they're like they're, they're fucking they're cartoony as fuck, you know. Um, I seen them. I seen them a couple of times live. The first gig they ever done in Ireland uh, was in Wheelands, and it was quite possibly the loudest, heaviest gig I'd ever seen. It was just it was around the time of that Rise of Brutality. Um, it, it, if you like heavy music, forget about the the, the garbage me head fucking shit that surrounds Hatebreed. There is so much bro dude. It's absolute. Bro like dude. Pantera 2 basically. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. Like forget about that. Listen to Royce Brutality. It's fucking epic. It's a killer album. Um, I think we're going to leave it at that for this week because we're going to have to go in overtime again. But that were, they were our uh, controversial likes. 
I am. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking. I've got hiccups now. I'm drinking beer. Slag us over these, will you please? Yeah, please slag us. Come back. Get us. Get it, us over this. Have you a knock off there? Fucking. Yeah. Come on, do it. Do it. <laughs> just do it. Just um, do it. Leave her now. Um, just fucking do it. Yeah, hit us up. Give us a hard time. Tell us don't, what your controversial likes are. Yes. Don't what, call them guilty pleasures. Yeah. Well, they don't what you want. Fucking just get at us. Again, we said it a million times. Loads of people listen to this podcast and there ain't enough of you talking back to us online. Just so we know. Just let us know. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. See you later.